Our story for this morning is titled Where You Came From. It is a little bit of a long story, but Alhamdulillah, it has a very beautiful uh, model to it. So I hope you're going to enjoy it, inshallah. So the story goes as follows. Latif was the poorest beggar in, of the village. Every night he slept in the hall of a different house in front of the town square. And every day he had a short rest under a different tree with a widespread hand and a faraway look in his thoughts. Every evening he would eat the alms or the crusts that some charitable person brought over to him. Without embargo, in spite of his aspect and the way his days happened, Latif was considered by all to be the wisest man of the town, perhaps not so much because of his intelligence, but by what he had lived. One sunny morning, the king appeared in the square, surrounded by his guards, walking between the fruits and trinkets, looking for nothing. Laughing at the merchants and at the buyers, the king and his entourage almost stumbled over Latif, who was dozing in the shade of an holm oak. Someone told the king that he was in front of the poorest of his subordinates, but also in front of him was one of the most respected men because of his knowledge. The king approached the beggar and said to him, If you answer my question, I will give you this golden coin. Latif looked at it almost contemptuously and said to him, You can keep your coin. What will I do with it anyway? What is your question? The king felt defied by the response, and instead of a banal question, he asked a question that was bothering him for days and that he could not solve, a problem of goods and resources that analysts had not solved for him. Latif's response was wise and creative, and the king was surprised. He left the coin at the feet of the beggar and continued on his way to the market, pondering the events. The next day he came back directly to where Latif was resting, this time under an olive tree. Again, the king posed a question and again Latif answered it rapidly, rapidly and wisely. The king was surprised again at his intelligence, and in a humble manner he took off his sandals and sat in front of Latif. Latif, I need you, the king said to him. I am overwhelmed by the decisions that I as a king must make. I do not want to harm my people, and neither do I want to be an evil king. I ask you to come to my palace and be my adviser. I promise that you should not fear at all, that you will be respected, and that you will be able to leave whenever you want. Please. Whether it was out of compassion, for service, or for compromise, sorry, or for surprise, Latif, after thinking a few minutes, accepted the proposal of the king. The same evening, Latif came into the palace, where immediately a luxurious room was assigned to him. The room was close to the king's room and had a tub filled with essences and lukewarm water waiting for him. During the following weeks, the consultations with the king became habitual. Every day, in the morning and in the evening, the monarch ordered his new advisor to consult him on the problems of the kingdom, on his own life, or on his spiritual doubts. Latif always answered with clarity and precision and became the favorite speaker of the king. 
and three months after his arrival, there wasn't any decision made by the monarch without consulting his valued advisor first. Obviously, this unleashed the jealousy of all the other advisors. They saw in the beggar a threat against their own influences. One day, all of the advisors asked for a private hearing with the king. Very circumspect and with gravity, they said to him, Your friend Latif, as you call him, is conspiring to demolish you. The king said, I cannot believe it. You can confirm it with your own eyes, they said. Every evening at about five o'clock, Latif slinks away from the palace up to the south wing and he enters a dark room. He meets with someone undercover. We do not know with whom. We have asked him where he was going all these evenings. He gave us evasive answers. His attitude alerted us to his conspiracy. The king felt defrauded and hurt. He had to confirm these versions. That evening at five o'clock, he was waiting for Latif under the stairs. He saw that Latif, he saw Latif come to the door and look around, with the key hanging from his neck. He opened the wooden door and slinked secretly into the room. Did you see him? The other advisor shouted. You saw him. Followed by his personal guard, the monarch struck the door. Who is it? Latif asked from inside. I am the king. He said, "Open the door to me." Latif opened the door. There was nobody inside except Latif. No other doors or windows. No secret doors or any furniture where someone could hide. Inside the room, there was only a worn-out wooden plate, in a corner, a walking stick, and in the center of the room, a shabby tunic hanging by a hook on the roof. Are you conspiring against me, Latif? The king asked. How could I, Your Majesty? Latif answered. No way! Why would I do that? Only six months ago, when I first came here, the only thing I had was this tunic, this plate, and this walking stick. Now I feel so comfortable in the clothes that I wear. I feel so comfortable with the bed that I sleep in. I am so flattered by the respect that you give me, and so fascinated by the power you allow me to be close to you. That I come here every day to touch this old tunic, to make sure that I do remember who I am and where I come from. It is so true that we must never forget who we are and where we come from. Life turns, and we can always return to the same place. And that was written by George Bouquet,、um, the story that was titled motivational story that was titled "Where You Came From."